Hey, I'm Jewel Bejavarpu, and you're listening to the Infertility Life Coach Podcast, Episode 6. Welcome to the Infertility Life Coach Podcast, a show for smart, type A millennial women who want to get off the emotional roller coaster of infertility for good. If you want to learn how coaching can prime your body and mind for pregnancy, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Jewel Bejvarpu, and I am an infertility and endometriosis warrior, as well as a certified life coach. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, my friends. How are you doing today? I am doing so good. Yesterday, I had my first acupuncture appointment in a while, and I just love my acupuncturist. She is amazing, and she is also a midwife, so double bonus there. You know what? Actually, I think I will have her on the podcast at some point to talk about all things fertility and acupuncture. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's do it. It's done. This week, we are going to talk about the dreaded two-week wait. I feel like I have become an expert in this as I have had so many two-week waits, but I believe I'm an expert not in just the quantity of the two-week waits I have experienced, but the amount of growth I've had while handling them. I used to be horrible at the two-week wait, like constantly obsessing and spiraling out in my thinking testing non-stop even when I knew it was too early, feeling anxiety and doubt, coming up with a million and one scenarios in my mind of what could happen, googling early pregnancy symptoms, asking my husband if my boobs had gotten any bigger, it was always a no, and even downloading pregnancy apps that calculated your due date and told you how many weeks along you were and hoped that this cycle would be the one. Does any of that sound familiar? I know I can't be the only one who's done all of this. Well, I want to tell you what's different though. Now I know how to handle the two-week wait. I still feel all the emotions like doubt and hope, excitement and anxiety, but even though I feel both of these things, I'm not freaking out. I have the strategies and I know I can handle all these crazy emotions, which gives me power and peace. I know how to handle my emotions and therefore thrive during the two-week wait instead of barely surviving. I no longer test obsessively. I now just test once on the day that my doctor has told me to. I haven't googled early pregnancy symptoms in a long time, and I often don't even remember that I'm in the two-week wait. I just go about my life and work happily. I feel in control and patient. So how do I do it? I am going to teach you the strategies and knowledge that I have learned, which have helped me master and thus thrive during the two-week wait. Are you ready? Let's get going. What ifs, or thoughts that begin with what if. For example, what if I never have a baby? What if I get another negative test? What if this cycle doesn't work? What if I never see those two lines? What if I have to do IVF now? How many of you have had these types of thoughts during the two-week wait? I used to have these thoughts a lot. First of all, these thoughts are totally normal and common, but oftentimes they spiral us out into the land of fear and anxiety. Because the truth is, we don't know what will happen. We don't know 
if at the end of these two weeks, the test will be positive or negative. We can only guess and speculate all we want to, but the reality is it is just an unknown until it happens. This unknown can drive us crazy when we're interpreting the unknown as unsafe. Are you doing that? Are you subconsciously believing that not knowing is a question of safety? Because I bet that is most likely what is happening. Because we as a society have adopted the belief that the known is safe, predictable, and comfortable. The unknown is unpredictable, and as I'm sure you know, not very comfortable either. So your brain automatically thinks unknown equals unsafe. The thing is that we thrive daily with unknown factors, like car crashes. Most of us probably drive even though car crashes are quite frequent. We have accepted this unknown as normal and therefore safe. I promise you, we do this all the time with so many things. We just don't think about it consciously anymore. This belief that safety is known and that the unknown is unsafe is why we obsess and can't stop obsessing during the two-week wait. Thought loops come from the obsession with trying to control the uncontrollable. This is why we look for every little pregnancy symptom, track our unknown baby with apps, and try to predict the due date. We are trying to create safety and predictability where there in reality is none. We are trying to create that feeling of safety by taking those actions, but it doesn't work. Why not? Because our thoughts create our feelings. Our actions don't create our feelings. Let me give you an example. Let's say that two different people are taking pregnancy tests. One woman is taking one after the first month of trying. The other woman is taking a pregnancy test after a year of trying. The circumstance or the action of taking the pregnancy test is the same for both women, but they have two different feelings about it. The first woman is hopeful and excited. The second feels anxious and sad. The circumstance or the action of taking the pregnancy test does not create the anxiety, the excitement, the sadness, or the hope. It is each woman's thoughts about that pregnancy test. What creates anxiety for so many of us taking a pregnancy test during the two-week wait is our thoughts. It is the thoughts we are thinking while taking that pregnancy test. It is what we are making that pregnancy test mean about ourselves and our lives. Each of us makes that pregnancy test mean something different based on our thoughts or our perspective about that similar circumstance. But when we take obsessive action without noticing our thoughts, it'll never give us the result we want. So when we are taking a pregnancy test for the millionth time, we think that if we do this, we will feel safe, comfortable, not afraid. But does it work? No. We get yet another negative and don't feel any safer than before we took the test. This is because of our thoughts. Yes, you heard me right. How it works is when you think a thought that sends a chemical reaction to your body to produce the sensation of the feeling. So feelings and emotions are just sensations in our body produced by our thoughts. This all happens so fast, it often feels subconscious because most of us recognize the feeling first and have a harder time connecting the exact thought with the feeling. But it is true and possible and takes practice. But don't take my word for it. Try it out, practice, and let me know what you think. Now you might be wondering, 
How does knowing what my thoughts cause my feelings help me feel like less of a hot emotional mess? Well, because you can change your thoughts. You are in control of believing or not believing what your brain gives you. I want you to ask the question, is this thought serving me? How does it make me feel? These two questions will help your brain become aware of the thoughts it is giving you. It'll help you determine if you want to believe these thoughts or if you will feel more in control and less of an emotional hot mess if you don't believe them. Some of the most common thought patterns we have in regards to the two-week wait are actually cognitive distortions. Now, cognitive distortions are thought errors and patterns that cause people to view reality in an inaccurate and unusually negative way. Most people experience cognitive distortions from time to time, but if they're reinforced often enough, like during a two-week wait while trying multiple times, they can increase anxiety and deepen depression. For example, when we think, I will never get pregnant, this is actually black and white thinking or thinking in the extremes. Usually these thoughts have the word always or never in them. This kind of distortion is unrealistic and often unhelpful because most of the time, the reality exists somewhere between the two extremes. Another cognitive distortion that can be present during the two-week wait is overgeneralization. When we overgeneralize, we take one negative experience and make it mean we are a failure at that forever. For example, getting one negative pregnancy test and making it mean you will never see a positive pregnancy test ever. The last common distortion is catastrophizing. This type of thinking leads people to dread or assume the worst when faced with the unknown. When people catastrophize, ordinary worries can quickly escalate. So I want you to watch out for these three types of patterns or errors so you can recognize them when you're doing them. Then you can ask yourself those questions again. Is this error, thought error serving me? How does this make me feel? Remember, you are in control of your thinking and you can choose to think something else. I also want you to take the obsessive energy that you have during that two-week wait and I want you to redirect it instead of trying to resist it because what we resist persists. When you refocus it on something you can control the outcome of, like your work, your hobbies, your health, you will feel more energized and in control instead of an emotional mess. Try coming up with a plan or a ritual that you will do every day of the two-week wait to put your energy towards it. I love to read a good fiction book every two-week wait. That's what I do. The final strategy to thrive during the two-week wait is to expect all emotions to be there. So my friends, oftentimes we are so surprised when we feel all these emotions during the two-week wait. But what if, instead of being surprised, we know that nothing has gone wrong and that we're feeling all these contradictory emotions and that's okay? I believe that this is part of being a human and the 50-50 of life. Most of us expect to be happy all the time and we dread the two-week wait because we feel like it's making us unhappy. But that is the lie society has sold us on, that we should be happy and shouldn't feel negative emotions. But this is untrue. You get to experience all of it, which is amazing because once we stop resisting or reacting to those so-called negative emotions, which we know are just vibrations or sensations in our body, we can just allow them to be there. Sometimes during my two-week waits, I'm excited that I could be pregnant 
I feel hopeful that after my surgery and with my doctor's predictions, maybe I could get pregnant naturally. Some other moments, I'm filled with doubt and I don't feel pregnant at all. I think that this cycle wasn't that good on paper and I most likely will just continue to not be able to get pregnant naturally. I often wonder if I should get a second opinion or start IUIs. All of this is normal. So I challenge you to allow all of these emotions to be there, to expect and to plan for them to be there. So my friends, that is how you can thrive during the two-week wait. Expect and plan for a range of emotions to be there and allow and feel them. Recognize and become aware of your thoughts, especially the ones that are cognitive distortions, and know that your thoughts cause your feelings. Begin to question your thoughts by asking, is this serving me? And finally, know your obsessing is due to your fear of the unknown, which is all about your primitive need for safety. And my friend, you are safe right now. I gotcha. Have a wonderful week. If you love the podcast and if you have liked what you have heard so far, I would love it if you could leave me a five-star rating and a review. Reviews help others find this podcast and help them get the strategies that they need to thrive during infertility. Remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. But maybe you want to take this work to a deeper level. I have the perfect coaching program for you. Go to www.simplyjewel.com forward slash empowered infertility to learn more about my signature one-on-one coaching program, Empowered Infertility in 90 Days, and apply to work with me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Infertility Life Coach Podcast. See you next time.